Hey, I'm Logan. And I'm Melissa. And this is Marketer's Cut, a podcast about... Um, you forgot something. You forgot to introduce our special guest. Who's our special guest? Marty McFly. Well, one... Well, I guess you could have named him that. There was a fly in the room with us. <laughs> I wouldn't consider him a special guest. He's the only one allowed in this room other than you and me. Dakota's not allowed. Um, this is a podcast <laughs> about movie marketing and advertising and uh, and our own ideas for what movie marketing and advertising should be, which um, I must say is they're normally pretty flawless ideas. We're pretty good at We're pretty good ideators. Is I actually hate movies right now. You do? Yeah, I'd rather not even talk about movies this entire podcast, this one. You no, know, it's weird, huh? What should we talk about instead? Um, I mean, if we're talking about media that's kind of like a movie, but not as annoying as a stupid movie, probably like a TV show, I guess. Huh. It's weird. Um, have you seen Midnight Mass? Yeah, I watched it with you, you oh. dummy. Wow. <laughs> a little harsh there. I was kind of going along with a bit, okay. and you just had to call me a dummy. Well, I'm just saying it's obvious that I've seen it. I watched the whole thing with you. You say the whole thing like it's super long. It's only seven episodes. That are like an hour each, and it's like a, the slowest show I've ever watched in my entire life. You're really testing the relationship here. That's me. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we are going to be talking about Midnight Mass call, today. Call We're- me... Call me Alyssa McTest, cousin to Marty McFly. (laughs) I hate you. Uh, We're going to be talking about Midnight Mass, which is, I think, our first time talking about a TV show. Um, We've talked about Bo Burnham's Inside, which was like a comedy special, so not really a movie or a TV show. Um, And we've definitely considered talking about TV before. It's just, um, a lot of TV is long and hard to watch, you know, right when it comes out. Just like this was. Well, we watched this all in one weekend, so um, I will say that it's a good one to talk about. Uh, it's uh, created by Mike Flanagan, who, um, you know, the he's adjacent to movies with his TV shows because they're all miniseries, and, you know, he is primarily known, well, maybe not anymore, but, like, as a film director. Like, he directed Dr. Sleep, the, the sequel to The Shining. Um, he directed some other great original films, one called Before I Wake, which I believe is on Netflix, um, Oculus, you know, the director of that, he did Ouija, uh, Origin of Evil, so the prequel to the first Ouija, a a very well-known and respected horror director. I didn't know anything about him. I don't know who this man is. I talk about him constantly. That's the only way I know about him. I've never seen these movies. I've never seen these shows. But you've seen Midnight Mass now, so let's, let's get into it. Um, so like I said, he created the show, he also directed all the episodes, and he, he co-wrote it with his brother, James Flanagan, um, so he had a hand in pretty much every part of this, um, Did he act in it? No, but his wife did. Okay, so I I wouldn't say he had a hand in all of it. Yeah, but you're directing the actors, so like... Mm, did he do set design for it? Okay, so here's a quick (laughs) synopsis from IMDb. An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Um, spooky, right? No, I thought he was charismatic and young. Yeah, that's what it says. He's Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I agree oh, with that. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's, it's spooky. Frightening omens? And young priests are always spooky, I think. Um, something about them, you know? Um, could you make your screen bigger so I can see it better? Yeah, I guess. Thank you. Um. 
isolated as what's spooky. Oh, so you're trying to find the one spooky thing so you could disagree with me about what's spooky about the synopsis? I mean, frightening omens is also spooky. But I'm saying if you're on an island and it's isolated, it's a little something bad's going to happen. Like Firefest. All right. Well, um, this was released on September 24th, 2021. So if you're listening to this as it releases, it was released last Friday. Um, The budget, I couldn't really find much about the budget. I saw something that said around $40 I don't think that's true. Um, I'm not sure. Well, what do you think it is then? Um, I don't know. I have no More? idea. More? No, less? I think it's less. I think it's less than $40 million. But that's, what about that spooky, scary man who definitely had some work done? Well, let's not spoil a lot of it. I'm, I'm just saying he had a lot of work done. There's I mean, no way he didn't get like a butt lift or something. I don't think it was $40 million worth. Um, budget, we don't really know. But we do know that it was a Netflix original. So, um, you know, produced and distributed by Netflix. Um, as were Mike Flanagan's previous two uh, limited series, um, Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Are they related? They're not. They, um, well, they are and they're not. Marty. Stop pointing at the fly. He's coming over. He wants to say something. All right. I don't think that Marty and Big Fly has anything to say that's worthwhile, if I'm being honest. He, um, did, he didn't put in the work like we did. Tell that to his role in Back to the Future. Okay. One, two, and three. Back to the Flycher. I was trying to think of something good. Fly to the Future. I think Back to the Flycher is good. Mm. <laughs> okay, so um, one thing that we are going to talk about uh, is how these shows are not really related, but they kind of are. So like, there's other um, horror anthology shows like or just anthology shows in general. Um, the American Horror Story is maybe the most like popular one right now, where like each season kind of has like a recurring cast of char- not characters but of actors. You know, you see the same actors come back a lot, um, but it's a new story entirely. Uh, if you're looking at Hill House to Bly Manor, there's a lot of actors that that cross over. Not all of them, um, but a lot do, and. Um, the show was, it was kind of viewed as like a season two to Haunting of Hill House, you know? Even though it's a completely different name. It's even listed differently on Netflix, you know? hmm Um, so even this one, Midnight Mass, which is even more of like a departure, like even the names aren't similar. Mm. Um, there's still some similarities in how they treat the show. And I think a lot of it has to do with like Mike Flanagan. Like, you know, Netflix has been getting like these prestige directors, like, Martin Scorsese and um, Alfonso Cuaron and stuff like that to direct films for Netflix and everything. Um, there's another big one coming up soon, I think, too. Oh, or what was the one that came out last year? I'm thinking of ending things. It was... Uh, Adam Sandler. Charlie Kaufman? Adam Sandler always okay. has Adam a Sandler new... also. It's a name. <laughs> it's a name. Like, Adam Sandler movies are, like, their own genre on Netflix. Um, and Mike Flanagan is really well-known and respected in the, the horror genre. So he's, like, their flagship horror guy. So these shows are all kind of connected by him. Um, and again, like, once we get down a little bit more, we'll talk about, like, how exactly they treat them um, as, like, a distributor. So uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this, um, 94% critic score, 74% audience score. Um, doesn't really surprise me. It, well, I mean, I guess getting a 94% critic score is great. It's very impressive. You know, so for any show to do that, it's like, yeah, it's a little... I'm not surprised because he's a great director, and, you know. But, um, that, that's impressive. The 74% audience score kind of makes sense. It is, um, 
it's slower and less like conventionally scary than even his other two shows, which I also think were less conventionally scary than a lot of horror films. Um, like, did you even find this that scary? What was scary about it? Well, that's why I'm asking you. Nothing. Yeah, it really wasn't that scary. Um, so I could see like maybe people who were looking to get into it for the thrills and the frights to be a little disappointed. Yeah, there aren't a lot. Of, there's a little bit of thrills, no, really that many frights. That's that's true. Um, moving on, uh, let's talk about how they promoted this. So Netflix does a they promote their films and their TV shows really weird. Um, they like to kind of wait until right before it drops, and um, they don't like to drag out like announcements and everything. You know, like, they'll drop a trailer, like, a month before the show drops or something like that. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, yo, and then you just fucking wait. And then it's been a month, you don't even realize how fast it's been, and then it's like, it's here, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you watch it, and then it's over. And that's what they do. That's true. <laughs> um, this show, uh, it was originally shooting, like, it was supposed to shoot in, like, April of 2020. Um, that did not happen because of COVID. I was shooting in Canada, so a lot of productions were shut down for a long time. But I think it started back up in August or September, um, which was, and it ended in December, ended finished shooting in December of 2020. In between that is when The Haunting of Bly Manor came out on Netflix. That was October of last year. Um, so I remember Mike Flanagan tweeting out like a, a picture of a slate or something from the Midnight Mass set and like kind of hyping up like, yeah, we're on set now, like. This is our, this is the next thing. So I've kind of been like excited for the show since his last show, you know? Okay. Um, but that wasn't necessarily Netflix promoting it. Um, and even up until, um, you know, about a month ago, there wasn't much from Netflix. The first things we got from Netflix were two short teaser videos, about five seconds long, shared to the Haunting of Bly Manor Twitter account. Um, even when they posted this, it was originally the Haunting of Bly Manor Twitter, um, and these videos, you know, were just, they're very, like, static. Um, eerie. Eerie, I guess, shots of, like, the island that it takes place on and everything. So it doesn't even show much at all, right? No, they're not trying to show much. Exactly. And um, they're accompanied by um, some quotes from the show. So the first one says, We're 30 miles from the mainland with only two ferries a day. And the second one is, We used to be a community of hundreds, now we're just dozens. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's like... These these quotes like bring up questions, you know. They they um they kind of set the stage a little bit, but they're not necessarily creepy or scary, you know. No, the videos were a little eerie. A little bit, yeah. But um, so it's an that, interesting it's way to tease it. Different, and then it's like, hmm, if this island had a bunch of people, where did they all go? Okay, that's a fair point. A little spooky. Um, now I mentioned this was posted to the Haunting of Blind Manor Twitter. Now if you go look at these tweets right now, they are on the official Midnight Mass Twitter account. So they changed the handle and the username of the Blind Manor account to Midnight Mass. Um, so that's another thing, like, Netflix is not treating these shows as different things. Like, Blind Manor is done. There's no reason to promote it anymore from, like, a Blind Manor account, really. Because the new Mike Flanagan thing is here. Now, like, we have the similar actors that people love in this new show. Um, we're going to use the exact same Twitter account, which has, as of right now, 124.6 thousand followers. So I get why they they would not start a new account. You yeah. Know? You have a following on this other one, which I um, have not confirmed, but I am assuming that they did the same moving from Haunting of Hill House to Haunting of Blind Manor. 
So it's kind of been building up this following. And then the haunting of Midnight Mass. Well, that's not what it's called. That's what's more interesting about this to me is that the haunting of Hill House and haunting of Bly Manor, like, it's easy to be like, okay, like, they're not unique horror names, but both being on Netflix, both being limited series, it's easy to, like, lump them together and say, hey, these are the same kind of thing. But Midnight Mass is, like, one, it's a very different kind of show, and also just on a surface level, a very different name. So it does kind of prove that, like, Netflix is riding on Flanagan being the connective tissue between these, not the franchise. Probably because he already has his next name picked out for the next one. He might. And he's like, fuck the hauntings. <laughs> fuck them. Um, so I did think that was very interesting. Uh, we'll link the, the tweets to the um, episode notes if you want to take a look at them. Another thing that Netflix did was there's a, an account, it's one of the official Netflix accounts, they have so many, but this one is Netflix Geeked. Um, and this account posted a video of Mike Flanagan with, um, I think also a co-writer on the show or someone else on the show that worked on them on the show, I think, um, an interview with them about like the best scares of all time. So Mike Flanagan talks about like, um, God, I can't remember the the name of one of them but one is like he talked about a scare from jaws and another one from lake um it's not lake congo i don't know anything lake longo i don't know it's something like that (laughs) um and he talks about those and the other guy talks about some scares from the thing and everything but it was a really cool um it was a cool video to watch and you know obviously it's done in promotion of midnight mass and another thing that Netflix has kind of done is they've just facilitated a lot of virtual interviews with, like, the cast, with the creators and everything. And that's been really interesting to watch. It's a good way to, you know, drum up some um, some hype for the show and everything. Because, like, the cast is pretty, uh, sort of thinking of, charismatic and everything, you know? Um, what do you think of the cast? What do you think of the actors? They were fine. I like the priest man. Yeah, very good. Uh, Montessor. Um, Monsignor. Monsignor. His name is like... God, I can't remember his name. John something Pruitt. It's Hamish Linklater. That's his, like, that's the actor's name. Oh. Yeah, it's a very, like, like, that could have been his name in the show. I think it would have worked. Yeah, I will name my next dog Hamish. Okay. I would, that's a great dog name. (laughs) Not that it's not a great human name if you are listening, Mr. Linklater. But, um... No, it's like an honor. Linklater is from something else. It's, he's not related to Richard Linklater, who directed Boyhood and um, the Before Trilogy and Days and Confused okay. and School of Rock. Okay. Sorry, I've had to name a bunch because you know if I name like one of them, like one of our listeners, one of our many, many listeners <laughs> is going to like tweet at us and be like, you forgot this Linklater film. And it's like, leave me alone. I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to say that? My mom? Um... Not your mom, no. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so speaking of, like, the cast, um, a lot of them have been very active on Twitter. The, the guy who played, I don't remember his character's name, um, but, like, the chef character in Blind Manor, his name was Raul Coley, and um, he... What did he play in this? The sheriff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, um, I mean, he's great as a sheriff, but his character in Blind Manor is, like, so extremely, like, kind and lovable. Is, like chef's kiss i mean yes <laughs> yeah no he's he's probably my favorite character from Bly manor because he's like a a, a ball of kindness you know it, it, there's a lot of kindness weirdly in that show and it's like a horror show but he's like the center of it like he's like such a a great like heartwarming character so i think because of that 
a lot of people really like are drawn to this actor now for obvious reasons like he's great and then um and then he's in this show and he's also been tweeting about it like crazy you know reviews are coming out and he's like well i'm so like overwhelmed by all the great reviews coming in um so just having the, this cast like actively tweeting and promoting the show also helps a lot given that like there's no connective tissue with these different shows except for Mike Flanagan and the cast that carries over. So utilizing like these previous cast members from other shows that have these big audiences, um, even if they weren't like telling him to tweet and everything, just kind of letting him tweet whatever he wants and letting him like do his thing on Twitter helps the show, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and lastly, uh, Let's see. They did a virtual screening for the first 1,500 people um, to sign up. Um, the screening was on Wednesday, September 22nd, so two days before official release. Um, and they got a Q&A, and they got to watch the first two episodes of the show early. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I am not sure if Netflix, if they required a Netflix account to watch these. You know, to like, like hey, sign in with Netflix, then you can register for this virtual screen- screening. Um, you know, they could have. Because they easily would have still been able to fill 1,500 spots for this. But also, if you're leaving it open to everybody and they want to watch the rest, Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, yeah, don't make them sign up. um, Or make them sign up to watch the rest of the show. You know what I'm saying? Don't make them sign up for the first two episodes. Um, But then again, they're not doing this screening for 1,500 people. They're doing it so these 1,500 people talk and spread the word. Yeah. So even then, like, if you're getting... A thousand people to sign up. I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot of new Netflix subscribers. But the important part is just I think getting anybody to watch these shows, shows that to watch these episodes at all, and to get them to talk to their friends and family, and then those friends and family have to go sign up on Netflix to watch any of it. So I just thought it was an interesting thing from like a streamer to do. It's just weird to hear you say that because I know it's not true. It just feels like everybody has Netflix, or if you don't have it, it's so easy to bum it from someone else. You're like, and then someone, they can convince someone else to buy Netflix. It's like, I feel like if you don't have Netflix, you're never going to get Netflix. Well, streamers are always, um, I mean, Netflix is like the giant, of course, but they're still always trying to get new subscribers. Um, Like, for example, some people still use like a parent's Netflix or something like that, you know? And maybe eventually that's going to, they're going to lose the opportunity to do that for whatever reason. And, you know, they want to make sure that those people feel it's a necessity to sign back up, you know. And also they don't want people to, they don't want to lose subscribers. And if people start thinking, oh, there's not a lot of new content on Netflix for me to watch, I can just unsubscribe and subscribe again when something pops up. Like you want to make sure there's constantly something new that they're like, oh, I'm interested in that. So they don't unsubscribe. I mean, I understand that. I'm just saying you say that and it's like, I mean, if we were to not use our Netflix account, it's like, okay, well, then we'd use your grandparents' account. And then if we weren't (laughs) able to use their account, we'd use my parents' account. Like, it's very, the chain continues. If for some reason my parents got rid of Netflix, me and my sister would obviously pay for our Netflix account, but it would be our joint account. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. No, fair. Um, Did you like the trailer for the show? It was spoopy. (laughs) I love the trailer for the show. I, I think it shows, and this is always a complaint of mine, um, but I think there's, you know, there's one moment in the trailer that I knew was going to happen, and I don't think it happens until, like, late episode two, but I'm, like, kind of waiting for it to happen this whole time because it seems like it's the first big, like, step that the show takes to, like, 
you know, going to a next level. Yeah, to to be like we're get we're we're not we're not you know we're like baby steps to spoopy. We're not gonna just jump out and get you. But this is like one step, and you're like, that's strange. Something spoopy is gonna be happening because this is a spoopy show. Um, I loved that it happened. I thought it was cool. It was a cool moment in the trailer. It's like honestly, it was the most attention grabbing moment of the trailer for me. So you know, maybe I wouldn't have been so excited to watch. Probably not, because I love Mike Flanagan. Maybe I wouldn't have been so excited to watch had it not been in there. But there are certain moments that I'm like... Well, would you rather have had it in there to make you excited to watch it? Or would you rather they didn't put it in there? If you weren't a Mike Flanagan, if you were just watching this, would you prefer to have it in there so it catches your attention? Or would you prefer they leave it out so you're not spoiled? I'd prefer prefer to have it in there. Also, because there there are reveals in the show that are way more shocking. Like, don't like a toddler step. I mean, it's just there's this is the reveal that's like, oh, this is the kind of show we're watching, and there's another reveal an episode later that's like, oh, this is the kind of thing we're watching, and that thing gets shown that that happens a lot in the later episodes. So if you show any of that, you start to get kind of like, I, I guess if you have to show anything eye catching, it is the moment that we're talking about. Which we're not. If you watch the trailer, you know what we're talking about. If you've seen the show, you really know what we're talking about. Um, and yeah, uh, we can also talk about the poster real quick. Um, and it's kind of has all the characters standing there holding candles, uh, says from the creator of the haunting of Hill house. And the tagline is be not afraid. Um, spoopy. Is that how you would describe the poster? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I do think it's cool how Riley and the priest are not holding candles, but almost everyone else is. And I don't know what that means. Um, can you put the screen in my face? I can't see. Well, no, that doesn't help. It's the glare to the things. So, um, it does show most of the cast and everything, though. It's a, it's a bland poster for the most part, but um, it does the trick, I think. It's interesting. Interesting. Um, cool. Do you have any marketing ideas for Midnight Mass? No. <laughs> you don't have any? <laughs> Um, I probably did yesterday. Do you have any? Um, did you know that Midnight Mass is a real thing? I did not know that. So, we're not very religious in terms of we don't know what Midnight Mass is. But I was Googling, you know, for research for the episode, and, um, it's a real thing that happens a lot on, like, Christmas Eve or Christmas. It's around that time of year. Um, you know, the the Pope uh, celebrates Midnight Mass at 10 p.m., which, like, you're the Pope. I feel like... If you're the Pope, you could at least do it at actual midnight, you know? He's old. Yeah, we got the Pope. I've I've been to uh, Christmas Eve, what would you call it? Ceremony? It's not right. It sounds spoopy. Midnight Mass? Mm, I'm going to call it Mass because I'm not Catholic or it wasn't a Catholic church. Well, actually, a lot of... Service, service. Yes. I've been to a Christmas Eve service, Christmas Eve afternoon. Okay. It was dark. There were candles. Well, maybe. The, well, a lot of a lot of different um, religions still call it mass, even if they're not Catholic. So you know, there's, there's a lot of you know Presbyterian and Methodist and stuff like that. Like they they still use midnight mass. Well, maybe know? I did go. Okay, maybe you did. Um, so the fact that it's a real thing, how do you? And you know, it gets really touchy because now we're talking about like bringing churches into the marketing for a TV show. <laughs> and I, I could see a lot of people not loving that. Um, but do you, like, do you hold like a midnight mass? No. 
Like, so this show was originally being shot in April of 2020. I think it actually would have come out around Easter. Oh, good point. Which makes more sense with the setting of the show. So if you're doing that, do you, like, hold some, some midnight mass services? I don't think so around, if it were to come out around that time. But I feel like if you were to do one now during a very not religious time, except for it's very holiday time for Jewish people right now. But if you were to do it now, like, more Halloween spooky than, like, ooh, this is, like, a faux religious thing, I think that'd be different. I mean, hey, don't think... There's no way they don't have haunted houses that are, like, ooh, look, we're in a church. Okay. Um, so, I mean, ooh, that'd be cool. A haunted house themed by Midnight Mass. And you've got, like, you know... The Monsignor, and you've got all these other people, and they've got candles, and they're like, you need to drink this, and you're like running away, and there's a bunch of scary people. That'd be cool. I don't like, I don't like the silent head nod. No, I just had an idea, and it's probably not great. It's probably not great. Well, was mine bad? No. No. Okay. I'm just realizing now, the show is so religion-focused. Every aspect of the show is like Catholicism, so like... How do we make a little funny idea without utilizing something from Catholicism that some people take they treat very seriously, understandably? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know you're not gonna say yours because it was really bad. Yeah, it's not the greatest. Um, okay, I can. I'm really smart. I can think of another okay. great idea. I bet. Um. So we did the haunted house, and I think that. God, I had this brilliant idea the other day while we were watching it. I cannot remember what it was. Was it about... Should we we break into spoilers? Yeah. I feel like the one thing we can talk about is a spoiler. Okay, so um, we're going to break into spoilers now. So if you have not seen the show... Don't listen to any more of this. Come back. Because I promise you this spoiler we're going to talk about is something that... It's a a reveal you want to be there for. Unless Um, you don't care about spoilers. I mean, I guess. But, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and go into spoilers starting right now. Uh, The the winged angel dude. Yeah, it might have been about him. Yeah, but, like, is there something there? I mean, obviously a Halloween costume. Fucker looks amazing. No, I mean, definitely, like, you should see him in Spirit Halloween's. Like his stature, her stature, like a plastic thing you mm. could like put outside your house or like, you yeah. know, somewhere spooky. That'd be really good. So the show makes like a, the show never clarifies what this creature is, you know? We don't need to know. Well, no, I'm saying it's cool. Everyone in the show calls it an angel. This is an angel of God. It's terrifying. We're supposed to be scared of angels. It's an angel of God. Everyone, but the show never uh, clarifies that or, or like, um, confirms that, you know what I mean? Well, how would they know? They wouldn't, they wouldn't. But like, I think part of the meaning of the show is like, this is like a terrible thing you can consider. Some people could call this a monster, something evil, you know? Um, but the, the priest of the show, um, experiences this thing and and immediately thinks, oh, this is, this is an angel. This is the will of God and everything, you know? So, because it's an angel, like, everything it gives you, everything that it does, must be God's will. Great. Awesome. Let's keep doing it, then. Let's go suck people's blood and everything. 
Um, but I think if you did some marketing material around it, but didn't refer to it as an angel, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, even after, maybe after, it's after the show comes out. It's a couple weeks, so you're not worrying about spoilers and everything. But you don't refer to it as an angel, but maybe you have a poster with it on there or something. And I don't know how you, like, don't. Or even maybe, like, a silhouette. Yeah. So still, like, secret, but, like, ooh, that's spooky. Yeah, but in any of the social copy, you don't say, like, oh, look at this angel. It's, like, it's very vague. Still kind of leaving it open, which I think, you know, gets people, can get people talking about it. Okay, now what if you throw a party? Mm-hmm. Not us, Netflix. We're throwing this huge bash. And there's a Red Bull full of bread juice. Maybe fruit punch. That's not classy enough. So maybe cranberry. Maybe a mix. I don't make the rules. sorry, is cranberry classy? It's definitely classier than... Fair. Than Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Um, and so everyone has to drink it. But then over the course of the night, you're handed a shot of vodka. I don't know. Clear liquor. Probably vodka. And you have to take it. And then after that, you're a little tipsy because you had to do the thing. And then now it's like you're... An angel. Okay. <laughs> what about this sexy angel costume? Now, it only works if you're just absolutely cut. Like, just fucking ripped. Because this angel's... This quote-unquote angel is, is fucking shredded. You know what I'm saying? But if, like, you are shredded, you know? Like, maybe like myself. Um, thanks for the nod of approval there. Amazing. Uh, then, you know, you can get some nice wings. You know, put a little bald cap on. <laughs> And you're you're a sexy angel. It'd be like I don't know. His face was really scary. You'd have to do really good makeup. Also, his 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 fingers were so long. Yeah, You'd yeah, have yeah. to have finger extenders that are sharp at the end. Okay. No. What's actually really funny is that for some reason this angel creature, um, he wears multiple outfits throughout the course of the film. <laughs> like at one point he's in like a trench coat and and little top hat is thing. Yeah. So he's in that outfit. At another point he's wearing like the um. The Catholic priest, oh God, what are they called? They literally said the name so many times in the show, but I don't know the thing that they wear, um, you know, during mass and everything. So, uh, what if you know? Maybe it's like you're still promoting the show. It's April. It's April Fool's. So, like on Twitter, you want to post some nice angel costume variations, you know, um, and just put them in some different clothes. Or maybe on Halloween you do it, you know, like oh, what would angel yeah. dress up as for Halloween? And apparently he'll put on anything you give. <laughs> Well, you could also, you know, you never know. Like, maybe, like, maybe he's going to go as a human for Halloween. What would that look like? What kind of human would you want him to be? Like a Jersey boy? Do you want him to be a jock? By Jersey boy, do you want boy, him you to mean be like, like a nerd? Do you mean like Jersey Shore boy? Yeah, oh, for okay. sure. Tan. I mean, he's got a fake <laughs> tan on. The tall black hair. He's got fake at. Well, you said he's already ripped. He's he doesn't need it. He's fucking ripped. He's wearing a wife beater. He's going uh, <laughs> GTL. He's saying it over and over again. Jim Tan you... laundry. Jim Tan laundry. <laughs> I just want you to know that when we talk, when we say Jersey boy, like that's like a '60s like like oldies. Who, who is we? That, not you... not us. That's what you think, and I think of Polly D, and that's not my problem. That we have different perceptions of Jersey Boy. It's not my fucking problem. I just I, I might be wrong, but I just think the general consensus is that Jersey Boy is Jersey not man. Pauly D. Maybe Polly D's a Sorry, Jersey man. Maybe Guido. He's a... Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Okay, imagine the angel as a Guido. Okay, no, imagine this. Like, we're... I don't want to wait until December of 2022 to talk about this one. So, like, they just announced the Mario casting and everything. Is there a way that we can get this angel boy in the Mario film? There's no fucking way we're getting this angel boy in the Mario film. What Mario character should the angel boy voice? Boo. Okay. (laughs) Cool, not King Boo? Mmm... No, if anything, I'd think maybe Dry Bones. Dry Bones was good. Or Boo. Dry Bones was good. There yeah. are like flying, flying Koopas, right? Yeah. The, the, the Koopas and wings, so he could be a Koopa. Well, he'd be, have to be like a dry Koopa. Put a shell on him. Put a fucking shell on him and fry fry that skin off him. Just make a bones. <laughs> yep, like December 2022. Come see everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. No holds barred at all. Chris Pratt in Mario. <laughs> Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Jack Black, and the angel from Midnight Mass. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I, and I get it. Nintendo didn't announce it yet because Midnight Mass was it out, and Nintendo didn't want to, like, spoil anybody. It makes sense. But it'll come out eventually. Let's hope. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to hope. It will happen. It's true. Uh, do it's you wanna... canon now because you said it? Yes. Okay. I have an uncle that works for Nintendo, so he'll do whatever I say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's that a reference to? I'll explain it later. <laughs> I know it, but I need you to remind me. It's not really a... It's a It's a reference to... I don't want to admit it on the podcast. It's like... <laughs> I don't know if it's, from, what, if it's from this, but I just see it. It's like a joke I see on Reddit all the time. Oh, okay, I didn't okay. want to say that on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember you telling me about that yeah. joke. Okay. Okay. Well, um, right. that's been our episode. Um, what a stupid-ass Reddit man you are. Okay, Now, well. everyone who listens to our podcast knows that, podcast knows that you're a stupid-ass Reddit man. Listen. A shit-ass Reddit man. Listen. A dumb idiot Reddit man. Listen. <laughs> um, that's been our episode. Um, I really enjoy talking about a TV show. Um, I think that we're going to do another TV show. When? When Succession Season 3 ends. Because we're going to be watching that as soon as it comes out. We'll be we'll have it ready, and we can do research for it as the episodes are releasing. There's been Maybe. some great poster work that they've done so Okay, far. let's talk about how I haven't talked to you about this. We're doing spoopy movies the fucking rest of, uh, through October. We've already started. Our last movie was Malignant. Now we did Midnight Mass. So yeah, already only spoopy. But I don't know if I'm going to do all new ones. Like I don't, We didn't talk about Paranorman last year. We probably should talk about Paranorman. You want to do The Thing? I want to talk about Paranorman. Okay, well, the thing is the one I wanted to talk about. Okay, well, then maybe you'll pick. Maybe I can pick how many weeks are in October? Like four? Maybe I can I pick mean, like... I mean, roughly four. Given any month, you have <laughs> roughly four weeks. Well, maybe I can pick like three and I'll let you pick one. Um, that sounds a little unfair, but we'll... You've already picked the last two. We'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. I'll take you offline. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> comeback. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you can find more episodes of this podcast... Uh, on YouTube or anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, you learn more on our website at marketerscut.com. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at marketerscut. I want to thank Jacob Wall for his art. Follow him on Instagram at Jacob Art Wall. He's doing some great stuff over there. And um, also leave a review for us if you haven't already. Please, I was going to say it. Please leave a review. Please just share our tweets for no reason. I know only Dion Blocker is the only person who follows our Twitter who shares things. And stuff, please. No, someone. We have other people who who rep marketers cut sometimes, but like, yeah, leave us a review. Um, you don't even have to write a little text Just thing. P- please follow us on Instagram, please. <laughs> um, a little, we're a little beg- we're begging a little bit here, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, you know, leave a review if you like what you're hearing. Um, it'll help us grow. It'll help us, you know, bring in new listeners. And um, and yeah, thank you for listening this week. Um, go enjoy your midnight mass. Oh shoot, I forgot to say it. What? We might not have an episode next week. Why? Oh, we very very likely may not have an episode next week. We should, but I don't know. We'll, we'll talk try, about it. We'll try, but we will be out of town, so it's going to be hard to fit it in. Um, but if we don't hear us next week, you'll hear us in two weeks. So uh... Yeah, and we're going to do something spoopy. Okay. I'm trying to say goodbye. Do you want to say <laughs> goodbye now? You say um, goodbye. Actually, I think I hear... I think that's actually Marty trying to say something right now. Um, that's Marty saying, see ya gang, and uh, he'll be dead next time, so never see you again. <laughs> <laughs>